Welcome back, bosses. As always, I want to leave you here today with more value and inspiration than you came here with. My job is to add to your life and not take away from it. And I do that by bringing on super creative, entrepreneurial girl bosses. And I cannot wait for today's guest. She's a photographer, a graphic designer, about to transition into full-time freelance. And if you're at that point where you're starting something new, maybe going full, full full-time, it's like a big step and she talks about her experiences with her wedding clients and with her clients in general and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Stay tuned. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, her name is Abby Stort, and she is here today to talk about her freelancing, photography, graphic design, and her life in general. So can you please tell us what is one thing that defines your lifestyle? Uh, My lifestyle is definitely defined as always on the move. Um, Mm. There is very rarely a moment where I am standing still or relaxing, which can be negative at times, but I probably wouldn't have it any other way. No, I, oh my gosh, we're the same person already because I can totally understand that. Like today or yesterday, I think after I got my first vaccine was the first day I like literally did nothing (laughs) because I had to, but like, I am so on the go too. So I totally get that. I love it. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background? Um, So I am 30 years old. I am originally from a small town called Deering, New Hampshire, which has about a thousand people. Yeah. Um, I live, I've lived there my whole life until recently, um, probably a couple weeks ago. That's about the longest I've been on the coast so far, but it's great. Um, I've been super creative ever since I was a kid. It runs in my family. My mom is creative. My aunt is creative. My cousin is an artist and literally all the women in my family are so creative. And I think I was the first one to go to school for it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And so um, it took me a little while to get there. I definitely didn't think I was creative when I went into college. I went for education like most people do because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it took a little convincing, but sophomore year, my mom convinced me to try graphic design and I haven't looked back. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Where did you go to school? I went to Keene State College. Nice. Um, I started at Johnson State College in Vermont, which actually is not a school anymore, but all of my friends had graduated and I wasn't finding what I wanted there. And so I transferred to Keene, which was much closer to home. Mm-hmm. And I commuted there every day and I did graphic design and it was the best decision I ever made. That is so cool. I love to hear people's backgrounds and their stories of how they kind of got where they are. And I can't wait to hear about your business in general. But first of all, I'm a dog lover myself. And I know on your Instagram, it says dog lover. What type of dog do you have? (laughs) I have a golden retriever and her name is Piper. And she's five. I love that. That's so cute. Piper. I love that. I have three dogs or it's my family dogs. I have two black labs and then a pug named Snoopy. (laughs) I know no I love that I just anyone who has dogs I'm like totally connected already (laughs) but can you talk to us about how you got into graphic design and photography like it sounded like you got into graphic design first but then how did that kind of lead to other ventures 
So I got into graphic design first. That is true. Um, like I said, I originally went to school for early childhood education. Mm-hmm. And I think what really drew me to that was they constantly got to do like crafts and games and stuff like that. And I wanted to create them. Um, and all through high school, I would like make t-shirts for our teams and like groups and stuff. And I would design them and draw them by hand with um, like that bubble paint for yeah. shirts. <laughs> and so that's when like my mom was like, you've been creative your whole life. You just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. So after that, I just started doing photography, like with a point and shoot camera with my friends. It wasn't like, oh, I should do this for business. I just did it for fun. Yeah. And then um, nine years ago, my parents bought me my first DSLR and it was game over after that. And I can't stop doing either one of them. I love that. And I love that you said you started off with doing something that you just kind of were naturally gravitated towards and then you loved it and you didn't even think about doing it as a business. Cause when I was super young, I just loved to repaint my room, redo everything. I'm an interior designer. And then I never even thought I was like, oh my gosh, this can actually be my career. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that you get paid to do something that you actually enjoy doing. Yeah, literally. Like, I feel like in some people's head, it's like not even possible, but it's like so good to hear these stories because it's like so true. Like you can seriously do what you love and turn it into your everyday life. (laughs) Um, so So that is awesome. So you obviously went to school for graphic design. Did you have a class in school to learn photography or are you kind of more self taught? So this one is a fun story. Um, I took photography in high school for fun. We did film photography and I actually failed it. Uh, I was too shy to present any of my work. I was like a sophomore in a class of seniors and I was way too shy. So they failed me for not presenting any of my work. Mm. And then in college, I took another film photography class and I had fun with it, but it didn't really amount to much. And then digital photography is where I so all of that was self-taught along with the help from a lot of other photographers. That's so cool. I a, yeah, I did a lot of um, second shooting for other photographers and weddings uh. and stuff. And it was amazing. I, huh. It was so much easier than YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand that. It's so cool to have specific like mentors and stuff. Like, c- can you share some of their names maybe or just some of the experiences? Yeah, for sure. So I first started second shooting with Christine Tilly. Um, She is out of Panacker, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Um, It was years and years ago when I first got my DSLR. I didn't get paid for it. I just came with her to learn. (laughs) Um, And then at my last graphic design job, we had a photographer in the in the office for products. And he said, oh, I heard that you did wedding photography. And I was like, I try. (laughs) <laughs> I second shoot, but I'm definitely not on my own yet. And then he asked me to second shoot with him and I did. And the very first wedding I did with him, I kept learning even more. And I was like, oh, I think I could do this. And that's um, Nathan Moreau and he's out of Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, that is so cool. I've listened yeah. to other podcasts and she was talking about herself doing second shooting to learn. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I've seen like assistant photographers, things like that, but I've never like met one. So that's so cool that you got even yeah. to that chance to do that and like kind of were taken under their wings in a sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I truly was. It was, it was so amazing. Like it, I mean, I learned hands-on because I am a creative and so- yeah working with somebody to learn this big task, this big 
skill is so much more helpful and being in the moment was so, so much more helpful than YouTube or like hanging out with my friends in the field, taking pictures. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it all like adds up in a sense, but I totally understand, especially when it comes to technique. I actually took a photography class this past summer during COVID and it was online, but it was cool because I got to use my boyfriend's camera. And at first I was like, oh, I don't think I like this because I honestly, I'm like, I like being the model. <laughs> But, but I, I started it out and I like was open-minded and it was so cool. It is so difficult too. Like I was like, oh yeah, I'll just press the button and it'll be fine. Nope. It's not like Instagram photos, people. It's like, you gotta like have all the settings, the lighting, the moment yeah. in time. Like it's so cool. I love it. <laughs> it takes so much practice, but yeah. Once you get used to it, you get used to it. Definitely. So what would you say is one word to describe your photography style or graphic design style in general? So I think the, I have multiple words, but I think the one that comes to me first is authentic. Mm. Um, and then other ones that I have are, uh, I'm very candid and all mm -hmm. and warm. So mm -hmm. that's in tone and feel, not just colors. So, but I would say authentic for sure. Yeah, definitely. And you'll plug yourself at the end, but just looking at your Instagram and just things like that, I can totally see that through your photos. Like it's not anything like, oh, did she Photoshop that? It's like, it's so real. And I love that yeah. <laughs> about your work. So like what types of, or like, when did you get your first client? Can you talk to us about how you kind of started in the freelancing? Yeah. So my first client for photography, um, like I said, we're just friends, but like I was leaning more towards weddings that I wanted to do. So I had my very first client was my best friend's friend. <laughs> and she was a bridesmaid in her wedding. And she reached out and I did it for like $400. And I was there all day. And I brought a second shooter and didn't pay them because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. And um, this actually kind of ties in with like, my craziest story was at my very first wedding that I shot. I was not prepared at all. I thought that I was, but I wasn't. And I brought <laughs> one battery for my camera. Oh no. Yeah. And it was crazy. It died right during introductions. And so I had to like sneakily, like call my second shooter and be like, come over here. You need to be in this position. And I had him take the pictures while I plugged my camera or my battery into the DJ booth and oh. then fake pictures for the next half hour until oh it charged. Yeah, no, after that, I went on, I bought three more batteries because I was never <laughs> gonna let that happen again. That's so stressful. I can't even imagine. It was crazy, but <laughs> my first graphic design client before that um, for a paid job actually also has to do with a wedding and I did wedding invitations for a girl that I went to high school with mm. and like my photography gig I was not prepared and I printed them on my printer at home and I cut them all by hand to size oh my gosh yep it was crazy but now the process is much different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I mean we all need those experiences I think with starting out to kind of like understand what we're doing and I think it's so good too when people are so patient and open especially like if it wasn't for those first clients taking you on you wouldn't have even started 
right then. Yeah, and there. thank God for them because I still talk to them and I still do work for them. And it's just, yeah, so no, I totally yeah. get that. I still have clients that I've worked with since I started, and it's so like refreshing to have them. You've kind of been through the journey with them, and it's just so cool to have that. In general, nowadays, I see on your Instagram a little bit more than weddings. What genre of photography do you say you really gravitate towards now? So I would say that wedding photography is still what I gravitate towards, but Mm -hmm. with COVID and everything that happened, I took on so much more just to keep my creative juices flowing because I was feeling in such a rut and I was feeling like I wasn't like using what I had. So I dabble in family photography. I dabble in portraits. I dabble Mm -hmm. in boudoir. Um, I would by no means say that I'm a professional boudoir photographer, but I do have fun. So that is cool. Yeah. So what what gravitates towards me is love stories. So like, Mm. I like couples of all ages of all kinds. Like if it's just you guys getting together and you want to have a fun little couple session, let's do it. If you want me for your wedding, let's do it. Or an anniversary session. That is like what fuels my fire. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. And good to know, because maybe I can force my boyfriend one day to do that with yeah. me. I'll call you up. That'll be fun. But, yeah. um, that's so cool. And that you mentioned boudoir as well. My cousin, Hannah McMahon is a boudoir photographer. She used to do newborns and maternity and all that, but now she does mainly boudoir. And I think it's like a, she said, it's been around since, I don't know, since cameras like existed but it's so cool because I feel like it's having like a rebirth movement in a sense with all this women empowerment and all this cool stuff yeah exactly Mm -hmm. self-love so those are really cool things and especially with COVID it's interesting how you pivoted but you're still kind of focusing on that like love in general yeah (laughs) Yeah. basically I just yeah I just like documenting love stories I think it's so so fun and it's just so pure That is so cute. I love that. I love that. So in general, what do you think sets you apart from other graphic designers or photographers in the industry, in the area? Um, I would say probably my people skills and my people skills, not in a sense that like I can deal with people really well, but I can connect with almost anybody. And if I can get anybody to like me, then I can get anybody to like my work. Right. that's, I think what sets me apart is I want to be involved. I want to be part of all of, all of everything with you. So, yeah, no, that's a really good thing. And I mean, guys, I just met her right now and we're connecting, like I can totally see that. And I love that about a lot of my guests because a lot of them I didn't know until I recorded, but it's so cool because everyone's so open and honest and like telling their story. And I, that's why I love the podcast in general. It's so fun. What in general has photography kind of taught you about yourself? Like you're talking about all your wonderful clients and the work that you do, but like reflecting back, like what is something that you have really taken away from it? Uh, One thing that I have taken away from it, I think is um, that it's 1000% okay to be yourself. Mm. And I preach this to my clients all day, every day, because a lot of models and couples are scared in front of the camera they don't yeah I'm not photogenic I'm not good and and my advice that I tell them is just be yourself and then every if you're comfortable if you feel yourself then it's going to show in the photos yeah. and I have never taken that away but as of lately I've realized oh I should take my own advice yeah it's okay to be yourself oh 
That so. is a good one. Could, do you have any like specific stories about like moments in time that you were like, oh gosh, I need to like actually embrace what's happening and yeah. like myself? Yeah, for sure. So when I first decided to like dabble in boudoir photography because of COVID mm -hmm. and everyone was feeling down and everything, I was also feeling that way. I wasn't feeling good about myself. So before I even started, I forced myself to do a boudoir shoot <laughs> and I was like self-conscious and I put myself in their shoes and I was like, ah, I am just <laughs> like them. <laughs> this yeah. is so bad. But I put on some music and I danced around and it was so fun and it just, it, it puts it into perspective. Mm, that's really cool. Kind of being in your client's shoes and were you shooting yourself on a time? Like, how did that work? Or did you like hire someone else? Um, I brought a friend and I did a shoot for her at the same time. And oh. yeah. And so I just set my camera up with all the settings that I needed and used Pinterest for inspiration. Yeah. And I just said, stand over here, try this angle, stand down here, try this angle. And we just tried it <laughs> just blind. So it was fun and it was bad and it was crazy and it ended up great. <laughs> no, that's so awesome. I love that story. And especially you're right in times where we're all kind of like feeling weird and like not really sure what's happening with the world. It's like really good to take a step back and kind of like do something different for yourself and like yeah. step into someone else's shoes. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. And like, I feel like those shoots in general, like I, I mean, I've never done one myself, but I'm sure people feel like really insecure and like, it's so good to have someone like you kind of be the, there to like support them and be their like biggest fan. Cause especially when they're being so vulnerable to you and to whoever they're showing the photos to, it's like so cool to have that. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's super important as a photographer to have that side of you, to have like the hype girl side of you, because yeah. If, if you're just calm and like, okay, you know, and <laughs> do this next pose, you know, it's not comfortable. It's not fun. And you mm -hmm. need to make it fun and create movement. And totally. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. Cause it's so interesting. Like kind of, I've never done like professional modeling, but I've like, I was like just playing around with my cousin when I was younger, things like that. But it's so funny. Cause I feel like media in general, like makes models think they need to like exactly know how to pose and just stand there for the, the yeah. 10 hours long or whatever but it's so cool to see those photos that are like candid like you were talking about and kind of just so real and natural like you're laughing you're moving your hair is your wind is blowing in your hair so yeah it's so cool mm -hmm. jumping around and running around honestly it's just real and that's yeah. what you want you know Mm -hmm. especially the family shots I feel like those are the ones at least in my eyes that I'd want like to be so real like with kids running around and like dogs yeah. barking like that's so cool kids are never perfectly posed <laughs> and they look great yeah. they're fine exactly. <laughs> we're over here like trying to be perfect angles yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. so funny so for people kind of like listening to this say they want to start out on their own as a designer or as a photographer what is some of the best advice that you can give them um, it's super cliche, but don't give up. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that was the best advice that I have ever heard. And I have a really, really great support system. Mm -hmm. And through this last year, as I'm sure so many people feel it, you feel like you're not good enough. You feel like you're not going to succeed because things have slowed down and, um, it's just hard. So 
there are times where you have bad clients and there are times where you lose a job and there are times where people don't like your work and it's really, really vulnerable Mm -hmm. to be in that position and it can make you want to quit. But I have been working on this dream since I was 20 years old and I'm not about to let that stop me now. Wow. Don't give up. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I can totally agree. I feel like the simplest like sayings or things are like the most powerful because like, it's so true. Like if you gave up after that wedding that your battery died and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this. I can't do this. Like, obviously you wouldn't be where you are today. So I think it is so important to just keep pushing because you're so right. Like sometimes you have the weirdest clients or the weirdest experiences, but you just kind of have to get over those and realize that you're not alone in whatever profession you do. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you keep pushing and you keep getting through those weird clients and the weird moments and the weird jobs that you have to do, eventually you will get to the point where you can take whatever job you want. Right. You just aim for your goals and don't stop until you get there. (laughs) Literally preach. Like literally, this is why I love having so many amazing entrepreneurs on this podcast, because we're all like saying the same thing, but in a different way through our own lens. And I feel like it just overall so inspirational. So that's so cool. (laughs) And you mentioned to me, I think that you were transitioning between your nine to five and freelancing, right? Yes, I am. Finally. Um, (laughs) You have a nine to five job. I work Monday to Friday. It's not really nine to five. I go in at six 30 in the morning and I get out around three mm. and, um, then I come home and I work. So my days are like 12 to 15 hour work days and they are exhausting, but my plan is to be full-time freelance by June. Yay. And I can leave my corporate job. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you mind me asking what you do uh, nine to five? <laughs> Uh, I'm a graphic designer. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. (laughs) And I love what I do. I truly love the work that I do at my day job. I, Mm -hmm. if I could do it every day, I could, I would, but it's just, I have this, I have this feeling in my body that it's just time. Like it sounds so cliche, but my body knows that it's time to do this and do it on my own. And stop designing business cards for construction companies, you know? (laughs) No, I totally understand. Like, I feel like everyone can relate in a sense, uh, whether they're going from like a job to a job or a job to another career or school, even like, I feel like sometimes you just have this calling inside you that's like, this is not what's right for me right now. And I need to try something new. So that's so interesting. And I feel like a lot of people, especially during COVID, um, entrepreneurs in general took the opportunity to start their business like the past I think like four episodes of my podcast the entrepreneurs literally said if it wasn't for COVID I wouldn't have started my business so it's so cool yeah 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 that's so funny but it is so interesting to hear that and it's so good because I feel like a lot of people are at this pivotal time in their lives so it's like really good to like connect to that story so fabulous and um in general, like, how are you making the transition? Like, are you scared at all? Like what's, what's happening in your head? (laughs) I am terrified. I still have doubts every moment of every day, but now I, I've talked to my whole support system time and time again for months on end. And now there's no better time than now. I don't have children. I don't have Mm -hmm. a mortgage. Mm -hmm. I am pretty good. I just moved in with my (laughs) boyfriend. So bills are less. Yay. So is it scary? Absolutely. But I have, there's no better time than now. 
I just, I don't, I don't have a choice. Like in my, (laughs) I don't have a choice. I just got to do it. No, honestly. Yeah. And just in general, that's interesting. Like, do you think the biggest reason why people are scared to do like full, um, their own business is like financial. Do you think so? Yeah, I think finances have a lot to do with it. I mean, it does for me. Me too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And car loans, you know, loans that we all have. Um, but I think another thing is it's hard to take responsibility for Mm -hmm. every dime that comes in for you when you work a nine to five, like you're going to get a paycheck, whether you perform that day or not. You're right. Yeah. But when you work for yourself, that's not the case. You have to put in the hours and typically it's a lot more than your regular job. Exactly. And you're probably not making as much money. So, (laughs) yeah. And I mean, at first probably not, but like the end goal is probably to make like 7,000 times that. Like I said before, I am literally always on the move and I just like (laughs) have to go for the next thing. So that's where we're at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so between college and now, did you have your nine to five and then you're freelancing on the side? Is that kind of how it worked? Yep. Um, pretty much. Uh, it definitely wasn't as much freelance though. Like I wasn't advertising. I didn't have an Instagram. I didn't have any of that. It was just like word of mouth and like friends that were like, you're a graphic designer. Will you make my wedding invitations? And I was yeah. like, absolutely. I love this. <laughs> so, but the more and more that I get, I realize that it's, it's like really difficult to do both at the same time because it's not enough to go on your own, but it's too much to do both. Mm. And I'm, it, I had to pick one and yeah. I'm going to pick the one that makes me happy. Right. Right. Yeah. And that is so interesting. I think it's so cool to kind of like catch you at this moment in your life. Cause like say in a year or two now from now, you can come back and like, give us updates. <laughs> We'd love yeah. to hear that, but yeah. So like, what are some like steps that you're taking to be like, okay, June is the day. Like what are some things in back of house that you're really working on? So, um, I won an Instagram giveaway for a mentor and I had a mentor session with Kelsey Converse photography and she was amazing. And she made me feel so empowered and gave me the best advice for like going forward. Cause she has been through the same thing. A Mm -hmm. lot of photographers kind of have done this. Mm -hmm. And so she gave me so much advice. So next on my list is updating my website, updating all my socials, um, I bought a new company name because I'm also going to rebrand and yeah so it's just a lot of back end I'm doing mini sessions to get more content flowing on my website Mm -hmm. Um, I recently had my whole computer and hard drives crash so I lost all my old content yeah so I looked at that as like a moment also to just like let's start fresh let's read let's do it and so that those are the steps is basically just back end stuff. I bought new business names. I bought, I got a new website builder <laughs> coming and we're working together to create a new and amazing website. So lots of stuff. Yeah. Lots <laughs> yeah. of stuff happening while also doing my freelance and yeah, job. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I, yeah. Balance yeah. is key people, but yeah, it, it's <laughs> a lot of things moving at once. So I can totally relate to that. And it's so funny that you said your computer and your hard drive crashed. Like I, that's awful first of all, but it's good that you're taking it again as an opportunity and a moment to kind of 
move forward with your brand and kind of like refresh everything. So that's yep. great. Yeah. <laughs> not easy at first. I was not optimistic at yeah. first, but it took that's... me a couple of weeks and then I just had a different outlook on it and change everything. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And rebranding in general is like a ton of work. Some people are like, oh yeah, you're just like change a color, change a word over here, but it's a lot of work. Like your website, your Instagram, your fonts, your logo, your everything. It's a lot. (laughs) So that's really good that you're working with a website person too. But um, just in general, like from your old self or your old brand to this new brand, what is something that you're like really working on like shifting? So um, my old brand was Abigail Stewart Designs because it was easy and it was right out of college and it's my name. So (laughs) people know it. Um, But what got me to like decide to transition was I wanted something new. I wanted, my current website has everything under the sun for photography and graphic design and I think it's like really important to just kind of have a niche and to kind of focus on one thing not saying that I'm not open to doing other styles but focus on love stories focus on weddings Mm. and you know people don't want a photographer that photographs everything for their wedding they want somebody that specializes in their wedding true so I'm just going to gear everything towards love stories on my website and I love it yeah and all of those and if that includes families that I photographed for their wedding till their babies and that's what it's going to be yeah yeah that's so interesting yeah and like luckily I am a graphic designer so I have been working on new logos and new fonts and new colors and just refreshing everything. So it's going to be big. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's huge. And I think it's so cool that you said that you were kind of, or that you're going to focus on say love stories and weddings, because I feel like for me too, like on my website, I have a lot going on and I just do lifestyle in general, but I think sometimes it does take like I don't know, like a few years to kind of figure out what your main theme is and where you fall. And like, I know people are like niche down, niche down, niche down, but it's like, I'm having a hard time niching down. But what are your thoughts on that? Like what, like, is that bad for me? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't say it's bad for you. Um, I think, I think the reason to find a niche is not necessarily um, to limit the amount of work you do or the type of work you do, but more so to focus on the type of clients that you want to have. Yeah. So the reason that I'm doing that is because I love shooting weddings and I love shooting couples and it makes me so happy. Even if I am anxious, the entire drive there, (laughs) as soon as I get there, I'm so happy, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to shoot families or children or boudoir anymore. Mm. I'm still going to do all of these things because I love them but I'm just going to display the mm-hmm. type of client that I would like to bring in. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So like your message. Your but brand. don't give up on doing everything. Keep doing everything. <laughs> I know. I know. Like that's the hard part. Cause like similar to you, but like in a desi- interior design sense, I'm like, I have had different clients before. Like I've done commercial and I'm doing like possibly residential soon. So like a lot is happening and it's like exciting and I have the podcast and I have the Instagram, but it's like, oh gosh, at what point am I going to like decide what I'm doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. One day you'll realize which one brings you the most amount of joy and you're probably going to go with that one. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right now, it's get overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it kind of has. So maybe that's a sign too. But I, where do you see your business in a year? You're talking about all this exciting stuff for June, but where do you see it? Maybe June 2022. <laughs> uh, that is a hard question because I don't know. But my goal is there's still a lot of people that don't know which way to go with their weddings and they don't necessarily know if they're going to continue with their big wedding because COVID Um, is so unpredictable. Um, Although restrictions are lifting, but um, with me focusing more on weddings and stuff like that, people are booking for 2022. So my real work isn't going to start until then. So I'm going to be pretty busy in 2022, which is great. (laughs) And hopefully I will get to the point where I have the amount of weddings that I want and I have the amount of shoots that I need to fund myself. Mm, yeah, totally. And like in general, like just out of curiosity, cause I talked to Nicole Mower, who's a wedding planner. Um, and she said like in general, like wedding seasons, I think she said like May to like October or something like that. Yeah. Like, is that kind of like where your busy season is too? Is that kind of how it works? Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. I get, I get in ruts. Like I said, I, all winter, I was like, I can't do this. Like, what <laughs> am I thinking? This is crazy. And then spring is like, it got, we got one sunny day and <laughs> I have all the work in the world and I'm yeah. not prepared. So right now I'm working on multiple wedding invitations and for brides that I'm photographing their wedding for even. Wow. And it's like, it's, I think it's so cool to be a part of their whole process. So yeah, it's so yeah. exciting. If I wasn't a designer and if I wasn't in sales, like I would so do wedding planning or like something wedding yes. because I love it. I love it. I just love it. But yeah, um, <laughs> I love everything wedding related. yeah, same. It's just so beautiful. And I can't wait to like all my friends start getting married <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera. That's awesome. And I love that you were talking about kind of your goals and you're so like, raw when you said like I wasn't prepared like it's okay not to be prepared I totally feel you because like we literally this winter I was in a rut too like I was like what's happening with my life it's cold I hate the dark and then all of a sudden we had this warm weather come and like this past week yeah I was literally like all these things were coming at me and I'm like this is great but I'm not ready I need some time now (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, literally we're like bears (laughs) in hibernation but um that's amazing. And what is like one mantra that you're taking on into this new season of your freelancing life? <laughs> I love this question and it describes me perfectly. And the mantra that I want to take in is embrace the uncertainty. Mm. Just take it in. I definitely did not think that I was going to be doing boudoir photography, but I did a little bit of it. And like I said, definitely not a professional boudoir photographer but it was fun and I felt good and my models felt good and I just dove into it. So embrace the uncertainty for sure. That is so good. That is so cool. I'm going to make a post of that. I love it. (laughs) Um, And then what is one last piece of advice that you can give to entrepreneurs wanting to transition into the full-time freelance? Um, Super cliche. Again, I love cliches, but you got this. You can do this don't give up. You will be successful. And the only person that is in control of that is you. Mm. So just keep going. Oh my gosh. This was such an amazing episode and I love it. Can you please finally plug yourself? Tell us where people can find you on Instagram, your website, et cetera. 
Yes. So um, my Instagram handle will be changing by the time this airs and it will be piperphoto.jpg on Instagram. And I love it. I can't give you my website yet because it's not ready. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But Once it's there. up, I will make sure to share it whenever that happens, but that sounds so good. And I love the dot. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I, I love the dot JPEG too. I think that's so creative, like dot PNG, all that stuff. It's like Thank so you. designery. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. But, um, thanks for coming on today. I feel like people can totally relate to you and I'll keep you in my back pocket for when I need a photographer. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for listening in. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode. And if that inspired you, I would love if you shared on your social media platforms and tagged me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle on Instagram. Or you can visit my website at www.lilygraceyork.com to see my show notes and leave a review as well. I would love to hear your feedback, so please tell me everything and anything that you learned today. Stay classy, stay bossy, and stay listening. Hey guys, if you like that episode and want to take your life to the next level, go check out Forte Journal. I created this self-love journal this past summer and it is all about self-awareness and finding inspiration in life. If you want to find more self-awareness and take your life to the next level and find success, this is the first step towards that. Go find it at forte.journal on Instagram or fortejournal on Etsy and I'd be happy to give you a discount code so DM me. Thanks guys.